Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. Happy Friday. It's good to have you guys here with me. Um, Thank you (coughs) to all the people that tune in daily um, and everybody that shares the... uh, the podcast on your stories and shares it with your friends and your family um, means the world to me. Um, it really does. So thank you so very much to all of you for your continued support. You know, we, we get a lot of viewers, man. We get a lot of viewers for I shared the infographic from the top states the other day. Arizona, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio. A lot from Minnesota, Texas. We're all over the place, man. Even in different countries. We've got somebody from El Salvador that seems to listen pretty regularly, which is cool. Shout out to my homie from El Salvador, whoever you are. Um, a couple listeners from Italy and Mexico. So, um, unless you guys, I mean, you might be using VPN still. It could be somebody using a VPN. But um, <clears throat> I just wanted to say thank you, know, thank you to all of you. Uh, for your continued support, and uh, it means the world to me, and as long as people are listening, and even if people weren't listening, I'd probably continue to just keep yapping every morning, so on my way to the gym, it's going to have to be a real quick one today, uh, because then we've got our first line defense meeting, last night had another great business dinner with a potential business partner, my boy Paul, uh, great guy. And, uh, you know, it's so funny, man, when, you, when you've when you only ever seen somebody virtually. Like, I've known Paul now for probably three years, and uh, I never met him in person. And I, got, I don't know if it's his camera angle or what, but I go to meet this guy in person. I thought he was going to be like 5'9", <laughs> 160. This dude was, he's like 6'3", 250 or something like that. He's a big boy. Jacked. Uh, it was, it was funny, man. Um, it was funny meeting people in person that you've never met, like that you've known f- for years, but never met uh, one-on-one in person, only over Zoom. Um, but I had a great business dinner, came up with a lot of really great ideas for some new apps and um, systems and processes. One of our new company or one of our other companies, we're getting a CRM all set up and handled. Um, a lot of exciting stuff, man. <clears throat> a lot of exciting stuff. So I'm very, very blessed um, to be surrounded by the great minds that I'm surrounded by. And it's just, uh, it's fun to create. You know, it's fun to troubleshoot. It's fun to sit there with somebody and just go back and forth and, and come up with ideas and businesses and apps and all this other stuff. It's just a blast, man. I really enjoy it. And, um, you know, I really encourage you guys, man. If if you've never, I say go for it. You know, I, I think everybody should try to start a business at some point in their life, even if it doesn't go anywhere, you know, even if it doesn't go anywhere, the lessons that you learn are invaluable, you know, and you know, there's just so much that you can do. Like money is everywhere. And uh, money—I mean, money's literally everywhere. They print trillions of dollars of it every single day, and then they—you know—they ship it to Ukraine and Israel. But there's money everywhere, man. And it's—it's uh, it's, you just got to find a way to solve somebody's problems. That's all. 
got to find a way to solve some of these problems. Like I was coming up with a new, uh, thinking of a new app for staffing for companies to use where they could base. I don't want to give too much of it away, but um, there's a couple similar platforms out there to what I want to do, but they're not as good, not even close. Um, and uh, I think it'd be really cool. Like it's going to be for job seekers and you know guys that are looking to fill position. You know companies that are looking to fill positions. It'll be a fun little app you can hop onto and almost like a Tinder. Um, without giving too much away, it's going to function almost like a Tinder, which I think Bumble has something like this, but it sucks. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, there's just all kinds of different things that we want to do. So I've noticed that. A lot of my prayers recently have been answered um, for certain things. And uh, it's really a blessing. It's really a blessing. But anyways, yeah, I think I think it's a great... I, I think everybody should try to start a business at some point in their life. Like I said, even if it doesn't go anywhere, you just learn. <clears throat> you learn so much. And, you know, if anything, it teaches you time and process. You know, people underestimate. I had a coach that used to say this. He said, people underestimate, people overestimate what they could do in a year, but underestimate what they could do in five, I think is how it used to go. People oh, oh, people overestimate what they could do in a year, but underestimate what they could do in five. Even if that's how he didn't word it, that's how I would word it. Um, Sorry, I was just thinking about something there. <laughs> Lost in the sauce. No, but that's, uh, you know, that's, you know, a lot of times people want things now, 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 right? And that's not how life works. It's not how business works. It's going to take time. It's going to take time and probably more time than what you would expect it to take. So I just think it's so important that people start a company and get into business because it really forces you to be patient and it really forces you to understand that things take time. They take time. And in a world where everybody wants things now, 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 um, you know, you learn very quickly when starting a company that it's not now, now, now. It's later, 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 you know. Um, but it's just so much more rewarding when things start to click. Probably the best, other than like the, the, the very nascent creation, like the embryonic stages of starting a company, the most exciting part of it is when things start to click when things really start to click and you start to gain traction you start to make progress that's where it really starts to get very special that's where it starts to get very special so um i I think it's important that you try to start a business and it could be anything it could be anything you know and i think you need to balance aligning what you're passionate about with like something that's practical you know you need to balance what you're passionate about and what's practical. So, like, there are just certain things, you know, I, I feel like if you wanted to, I just don't feel like antiquing would be, like, a great business to get into right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure if you worked hard enough, you could make it happen. But if you're really passionate about and I don't know anything about the antique market. I just don't know how much disposable income the general populace has to be spending on shit like old things. I don't think this generation is particularly... Uh, interested in that either it's just so funny because whenever I you know I can remember selling life insurance and it seemed like every small town had an antique shop 
I guarantee you most are closed now. So it's like I might be passionate about antiquing, but it's probably not the best thing for me to get into business with. You know, if that's my number one passion, I might just go to my number two or three passion. That's a little bit more practical. Like if I'm super passionate about antiquing and second, secondarily passionate about fitness, I think it would make more sense right now just in every way <laughs> to get more into fitness. Start, okay, do I want to start a gym? Do I want to start my own personal training company? Do I want to start a fitness app? You know, um, that's what I mean by balancing your passions with what's practical. You know, because we were told growing up, I'll only do what you love. And that's a load of horse shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's not true. Um, even doing what you love, you're going to have to do a lot of things that you don't love. You know, like I love starting companies. I do not love starting dealing with clients, but dealing with clients is the most integral part of starting companies. You know what I mean? You're going to have to deal with clients. That's what brings you money. You know, um, I just don't have, I have a very low tolerance for people's nonsense and bullshit. So um, you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. It's just the way that it goes, man. There's, there's no way around it. There's no way around it. Um, so I want you guys to think about these things today. And if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not challenging yourself, if you're not in a creative paradigm, so to speak, right now in your life, I think you should try to shift into that paradigm. And I think you should start thinking about what could I do? You know, go start an LLC and just give something a try. Um, I really, really believe that, again, even if it flops, even if it goes nowhere, even if you lose 10 grand on it, you know, which 10 grand isn't anything to lose. You, you, you'll make that right back. Even if you lose 10 grand, um, I'm telling you, man, what you're going to learn is so much more valuable. What you're going to learn is so this lady is looking at me in her rear view mirror with her lips pursed so closely together. I think that her sure face is going to suck inwards into a black hole. What do you don't like my truck? <laughs> is that what it is? I'll run you off the road, grandma. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's that one lady I chased that one day because she flipped me the bird. No, that was a blue car. I'll never forget that. That was a blue SUV. <clears throat> you, guys, you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm in Portland last night. Dude, Portland, I, so we went to Central Provisions, which is a great restaurant. Small small plates. Like, we had, like, pork belly, uh, like this uh, uh, wild boar ragu or whatever, pasta, um, a beet salad. So, Paul ordered that. I didn't order that. Oysters. What else? We got a bunch of little tiny plates last night. And uh, anyways, I'm standing outside of the restaurant waiting. Well, first, I walked in. We had reservations at 5 o'clock. I walk in at 4.58. Sorry, sir. Two more minutes, please. Okay. I'll go back out and stand in the rain. <laughs> so, I go, you know, people are just so funny. Two more minutes, sir, please. <laughs> okay. Well, you, why'd you unlock the door? Now I'll just go stand back out in the rain. Don't worry. Before I patronize your establishment here. And I'm standing out in the rain. And there's just this homeless dude. I got it on video. This homeless dude just screaming at the top of his lungs. Just, It's just, it's so bad down there now, man. It's so bad. You know, I, I could never live in the city. It's why I rarely go to the city. Like, I got to go to the city today for our first line defense meeting. And I'm not particularly thrilled about that. 
because um, it's such a dump. But anyways, ending on a positive note, right? I've been praying, oh, this house, guys, dude, I found this beautiful house in uh, West Virginia. Beautiful colonial style, 94 acres, guest house, a pool, like a giant chest set in the backyard, you know, like where the pieces are a bit, as big as like toddlers. I think it had a hot tub, guest house, greenhouse, chicken coop, had it all. It hit the market on Friday. I get with a real estate agent, one of my friends, Anna, and dude, the thing's under contract by Monday. I couldn't believe it. Absolutely broke my heart. You know, I tried to do the whole manifestation thing. I posted pictures of it on my Instagram story. I told my wife, I said, I'm getting this house. I'm, I'm locked in on this. This is this is the one we've been waiting for. You know, she got all excited and then wham, she hops on Zillow. And she's like, ah, it's under contract. I'm like, dude, it's been on the market. This house, guys, this house, 94 acres, colonial style. Gas, like its own gas well. Like I said, pool, hot tub, guest house, greenhouse, chicken coop, 94 acres, five bedrooms, five baths, 675000 That's it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And wham, gone. Zip, zilch, adios. Toast. I couldn't, I, I was so, so I, I thought that was going to be the commune, man. Thought that was going to be the commune. I'm like, we found it. We found it, baby. But hey, it wasn't meant to be. It just means that there's something better out there. You know, and I can remember telling my real estate agent, I said, listen, you know, I, I, although I am slightly attached to this place already, if it doesn't go through, I understand, you know, I've had my heart broken before um, a couple of times in this whole hunt for like a permanent living place, place to live. Um, but that one was especially heartbreaking. But that's all right. That's part of life, man. It's part of life. So we get back out there and we try again. And we try again. And we try, try, try as we might. <laughs> Alright, I love you guys. Have a great day. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Let's be productive today. Let's get shit done. Uh, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.